0: Welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you. If you're joining us on a podcast platform or you're watching this on video, then uh, thanks for joining us. It's uh, a podcast about church administration, all the work that happens behind the scenes. And it's Christmas. We're in the thick of busyness and craziness. And I've got a special guest today, Neil Tallamy from Bagland. How are you doing, mate?
1: I'm doing okay, thank you, Gavin. Or at least I was until you asked me to do this podcast. <laughs> on, top, on top of everything else at Christmas, so it thank really you.
0: I'm, yeah. I'm I'm grateful. And today's topic is really outreach, just thinking about how we make the most of Christmas. And I know Neil's probably most of the way through his programme. But, mate, tell us a bit about yourself and, and the church there.
1: Okay, so um, we planted the church 20 years ago. Uh, Three couples um, felt that God was calling us to plant a church in an area that didn't have an evangelical church. And yeah, I guess it just grew, really. And so 10 years on from that, um, we bought our first building, which was an old social club. So it's, it's really great that, I guess, in the 1960s, when people imagined that there was this building being built and purposed for a pub to be a pub, um that little did they know but god knew that in the year 2012 it would become a a church or a venue for a church which is fantastic so yeah it's it's a
0: tremendous place when i came to visit i thought this is so good such a good place right in the heart of the community mate it's uh and you've got some fantastic facilities there haven't you
1: it's really good yeah we're really blessed with them actually yeah so when when we when we bought the building it was a real dump but we've been able to make it look a lot a lot nicer i suppose
0: Oh, mate, good. Well, today's theme is uh, Christmas, mate, and uh, I know, Neil, from knowing you just from our friendship together, you are a brilliant evangelist. You've got a real heart to reach out for the gospel, and so I want to learn from you today. I want to catch some of that um, that passion and that gifting and that energy today as, as we're kind of in the middle of our Christmas program. Coming up to our big kind of carol service event, which, you know, we, we normally get, you know, just under a thousand people come to. Then you know, how do we make these things intentional for the gospel? Um, mate, tell us about your program and your Christmas program, and how you've designed it, and been thinking that way. I'd love to get your thoughts. Okay, um,
1: yeah. J- how to intimidate someone by Gavin Smith? We're we're about to have our carol service where we're <laughs> expecting a thousand people, <laughs> and you t- and you're talking to me about uh, how to reach people. Wow. Um, Yeah. What was the question again, Gavin? (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: really put you off, isn't it? I'll probably only get 100 people this year now. (laughs) Uh, I hope so. (laughs) Tell us a bit about your Christmas program. What's been happening?
1: Oh, the Christmas program. Okay. Well, normally we we would have uh, three kind of carol type services so so the kind of the thinking is you just maximize the opportunities to reach as many people and as many different people as possible so yeah i guess we conceived them over the years nothing nothing incredibly earth-shattering and and novel um but this year we added a, a different one i changed the first one out so we began three weeks ago with something we call the christmas Experience. Yeah. Uh, where we kind of aimed it towards young families, so parents with young youngest children. And we sort of kitted out the whole of the downstairs of the building with uh, different sections for crafts and games and puppeteering show and yeah um balloon modeling and all sorts of stuff and and then an area in the coffee shop where people were able to have hot chocolates and design their own toppings and the kids would have milkshakes and there was mull wine for the for the adults as well that kind of stuff we, we kind of decorated it we had a snow machine so people oh, were coming man. in oh did we have it for that one no we yeah we did no we had it upstairs um and then after an hour of all that kind of stuff we took everybody upstairs and they walked into a kind of a setting, a Victorian type setting, um, where people were already acting in the hall and throwing snowballs around and stuff. And um, and then they sat down and then we, we put on a sort of a play, which one of the guys in the church wrote, loosely based on Scrooge. Okay. So, uh, so a grumpy old man, he was really mean and horrible and... Then he gets a kind of like a visit from not not three ghosts but from his conscience. Okay, like points things out, and I guess kind of short, he gets saved he's changed he wants to give his money away so it was interactive we got the kids up to sing and do different things and he shot them with water pistol and all that kind of stuff but it's <laughs> uh, just, just another way of getting the, the gospel across to
0: people I suppose yeah I love that so that was your kind of community event and and yeah. um, I, I love all the different activities you're going to draw families from the local area I guess for that and...
1: yeah yeah and do you know I think though We've been doing these, what we call kids festivals now for a couple of years, and we've built up, I guess, the, uh, quite a number of parents with kids who just have always come. And we've got a Facebook group. And so whenever we put something on, it goes into the Facebook group and and then we put it on um, Eventbrite so people can book tickets and within yeah. no time at all. I guess our maximum for the hall is to get a couple of hundred people in, and and they go in no time, and so, so we've already built up a whole load of people who are used to coming to what we put on. Yeah. Um. And so that, yeah, that's who we we kind of aimed that Christmas service towards. And then last week we did our children and youth carol service, where the kids in Sunday school and the young people in youth performed. You know, did all the reading songs, and all that stuff with a gospel message and a a few carols and then last night we had our community carol service which was slightly more traditional but with a with a band a couple of solos and again another gospel message
0: yeah
1: so that that's kind of our christmas program i suppose
0: yeah it's great and you're kind of hitting different targets different different groups in the church and um and in the community, which is which is great, and I think you make a really good point there, isn't it? It's just it isn't the impact of just one Christmas, but the fact that you continue to do these things each year, it yeah. builds a bit of a following in the community who may not come yeah. every week to a service but want to get involved in something like this.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it's a slow burner, really. I'd love I'd love to say, uh, Gav, that. You know, in the in the services we had, I preached the gospel. Um, there were five people who got saved last night and there were four. It just, it doesn't for us anyway, it doesn't seem to happen that way. But it's it's kind of just a, a starter in people having exposure to church and to the gospel uh, with the hope that they'll then come to something else we do in the year or they'll start coming on a Sunday and so on, you know? Yeah,
0: absolutely right. Yeah, I think, I think there can be... Um... Yeah, you're right. We want there to be a gospel message. We want that to be presented. Um, yeah, but there's a lovely way. You know, when you were talking about hot chocolates and mulled wine, you, you're putting on, you're you're demonstrating hospitality, aren't you? Which is, which is part of the gospel in many ways, isn't it? And welcoming people in yeah, and absolutely. caring for people, serving people, and and so you know, so we need to applaud those kind of aspects of our Christmas program. You know, they are important. Yeah. So, so the the aim
1: is. The people hear the gospel right yeah. unless the, people are saved when they hear the the message of the gospel and the reason for that is because people need to be saved because without jesus they're going to hell yeah. and not heaven so yeah, i know that you you said i, I kind of am driven by evangelism I, I don't think i particularly am i wish i wish i was a lot more but but the motive for that is that we're talking about where people are going to spend the rest yeah. of eternity yeah. and so when as churches we get caught up in all the other stuff yeah, and that's not the main priority seeing people saved we've we've lost our way and yeah. so so we we need to be driven to get people to the point that they will hear at least hear um yeah. the with clarity the message of the gospel yeah and i think with with trying to do things as well as you possibly can and trying to sort of reach people at various points. And then when you reach them in terms of coming into the Mm -hmm. building, you do things as well as you possibly can. It sets up, doesn't it, that opportunity for people to be in the best possible disposition to listen to the gospel rather than being kind of, On edge, or with the barriers that you've already brought those barriers down to some extent by doing things well and by caring about people and loving them.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. No, I think that's really interesting. And just in terms of promoting and you know helping churches think about how they promote their kind of Christmas programs, I I read an interesting stat this week that said something like eighty-two percent of people are willing to attend church from a really close friend invite. and I, I think that's probably true, isn't it, to some extent that, you know, we can post these things on social media and we can we can have all these, you know, paid promotions and stuff like that. But actually that that invite from somebody in your church that goes, you know, motivated to tell somebody about Jesus, gives them a leaflet and an invite it is is a powerful thing in a way, isn't it? And, and we don't realize that sometimes, I think.
1: For sure, the most powerful and effective, Gav, yeah, I think. There was one point in, in the church's life where, I don't know, whether it was 10 years or whatever it was, I kind of looked back and thought, what what's worked and what hasn't in terms of people being saved? And I, I think I worked out somewhere in the region, 90 to 95 percent of the people who had been saved had been those who had been invited by the family member, work colleague, whatever it is, but someone close to them and they brought them to And it was generally church, you know, generally a normal Sunday service. It might have been something just before that, but it almost always settles on. They start coming to church and they hear the gospel regularly and they're in that environment of the gospel and they get saved almost, you know, 90, 95 percent. I think Christmas is different, you know, and I think. Christmas is probably the one time of year now, because I th- I don't think that even applies to Easter, but Christmas is the one time of year now where people will see an advert and still see Christmas in terms of a carol service um, or, or a kids mm. service or whatever as, as something that they will do as part of their Christmas yeah. traditional experience so i think i think it still works when in terms of advertising but but you're right ordinarily that's not the case
0: yeah it's right like this year we went back to um giving the church leaflets to give to people um yeah. and and it was like uh you know we, we'd stopped doing them for a number of years and just thought okay people will connect their their social medias or ads and see, you know invite people that way but but actually this year i think we produced like 250 leaflets and within two weeks they'd all gone and we were like scrambling thinking oh do we need to get more printed because there's a you know there's a drive people are using them and um and that was a bit of a surprise for us this year to think actually well when we think about next year we think about up and coming events you know next year maybe there's a an invite card that we need to produce that's of quality that actually we can put in people's hands and say yeah let's give these out to folk because you can stick them through your door can't you you can you can put them through other people. Into um, work colleagues' laps, you know, in in the office, and say, "Yeah, come along to this. We'd love you to be here." So, um little things like that,
1: and there are lots of things that are produced as well. So, for the last couple of years, we've been using the Evangelical Movement of Wales magazine that they produce at Christmas, which is an evangelist magazine, <laughs> and it's bilingual. And so, so they produce it for you. You just have to pay for it. They deliver it. You can even get stickers that they'll do for you as well. So you don't have to worry about or how are we going to design it will it look really naff um so you can buy stuff ready made for you if but but certainly it's something really good to use for sure
0: yeah it's good isn't it i i I love that kind of aspect of it so what do you got left on the on the christmas program you've got kind of you got a christmas day service are you guys doing stuff like that yeah,
1: Christmas Day service, but that's it now. So it feels for us like Christmas is over. Um so I'm I'm trying to relax a little bit now. But um yeah, Christmas Day service, ten o'clock, and it'll only be so I'll preach the gospel, but we don't get outsiders coming to that one. It'll just be family members who are not saved. Um yeah, so we don't we don't generally advertise our Christmas Day service because we don't think we hit people outside of church and family on that day. For us anyway. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Is it? There's a huge debate, isn't there, with uh, you know cancelling church services and and not. And we've we've never done a Christmas day um, kind of service here. Oh, uh, he never. Uh, uh... And uh, we do get a little bit of a few members say, "Oh, wouldn't it be lovely to you know get together at Christmas?" But uh, you know, when you when you pull, I, I guess working in a larger church, you need more people on hand to to make it work. And uh, it's nice to give the musicians and kids work and people a week off isn't it and just to enjoy their family so our take has always been spend time with your family it's a one part of the year where stuff closes down and um make the most of it but um yeah we i think there are a lot of churches who do do services on christmas day and uh for a lot of people listening to this podcast you're probably a church administrator who's there at eight o'clock doing the open up and you know uh-huh. running everything to make it happen you know um
1: yeah it does lead to arguments with a wife some years <laughs> For sure, because <laughs> <laughs> I disappear and then I sleep in the afternoon, and she just hates that. But um, <laughs> I, I love our Christmas Day service though. It's just I just love the fellowship aspect. Yeah. Actually, people come in and it's just, I just think it's fun. Yeah. and people are just so full of joy and so thankful for what Jesus has done. So there's just I I the atmosphere on Christmas Day morning is is beautiful. So. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. And we don't put pressure on people to come. And so some people don't come and they prefer to stay at home with their families and so on. But yeah, yeah, we just have a short 45-minute hour service involve the kids. We don't have kids' clubs. Whoever wants to play in the band can play in the band. And so there's not many. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'll be playing Christmas Day. And so um yeah, but it's it's lovely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take out Christmas Day for sure.
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. And do you guys have much of a strategy of like praying through the month of Christmas when as you've got these activities going on? Are you doing that as a leadership team or as a church? Um, Yes and no, I guess. So
1: strategy. um, No, in terms of we don't produce anything to encourage people to pray, I guess. I, I kind of just do it myself, I suppose, if I'm doing an announcement or if someone else is doing an announcement, we'll encourage the church, listen, this is coming up. And so part of the whole process of encouraging people to invite it's praying who they can think about inviting and then praying that God will speak and yeah want going to get home to people that we we are not just looking to put on something that's people are going to enjoy yeah uh, or it's going to be professional or it's going to be really really um well turned out but something that God is going to be in and speaking yeah. through and i i felt really in the past that sometimes you can kind of Work so hard at getting it just right mm. and so professional and 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 wanting it to be an enjoyable experience for those people who are coming that you can miss actually the fact that um you really need God to be there mm. and and sometimes some of our Christmases have been, I suppose times where I haven't really felt as much of the presence and the power of God in the preaching as at other times of the year, it's almost sacrificed for on the altar of the the, the kind of the Christmas experience. But um, yeah, so that, that's, that's a focus for sure is just dr- driving that home that still people need to hear the gospel in the power of the spirit so that their eyes are opened and that they see their need of Jesus for sure.
0: Yeah, it's good. And we've got a group of people in our church that come back to the carol service every year. And it's like kids that have grown up in the church that haven't become believers. Right. They've gone off to uni or they've gone off to different places. But they all seem to come back on the carol service night with their families. And um, it's just a tremendous time when you think, God, would you use this Christmas to to speak to them? You know, those seeds that have been planted, all those years maybe of that you know as they've grown up in the church but haven't you know quite got to that place of faith themselves um absolutely. and you know i love that kind of aspect i love seeing those turn up and i think lord do something tonight will you that's going to change hearts and minds so
1: mm. no absolutely it's just i think you mentioned at the start it's just taking every single opportunity for the gospel isn't it it's mm. just constantly thinking wherever you get an opportunity to whether it's one on one, or whether it's in a church setting or event setting, where can you get the opportunity to confront someone with the gospel, and then you you just leave it with the Lord to do, to do His work in His time. And so, even even last night, this this lady was kind of leaving, and I I didn't know who she was, I didn't recognize her, but she did stop to talk just briefly, and um and I, I and it was one of those moments I thought. I'm not sure if you've been before Mm. and I embarrass myself by asking if you've been before. And she said she hadn't, she hadn't been before other than I think she came to the carol service last year. So this was a second carol service, but she'd been watching online. And, and I just had a really good chat with this lady who, you know, went to church as a kid is now in her forties, but something triggered in her at some point um, where she just thought i I I kind I need something. I need God. I need whatever it is, bit of religion or whatever. Um, and then she's just been following following the services online. So for that for us is another kind of avenue of we we just get the gospel out wherever we can, and we're discovering more and more that people have been watching online. And then this lady who's been watching online plucked up the courage to come last night. And I was just chatting to her on the stairwell, saying, like, you need to come, come in person now, you know. And yeah. you could start just tearing up, thinking, I I know I need this, but I'm a little bit scared, but I I I feel I want to make that jump to start coming to church, you know. So uh, it really is just every every opportunity possible to reach people.
0: I love that. I love that. And I haven't prepped you with this, but resources that you've used that are helpful. I mean, you talked about the EMW magazine; that's useful. Yeah. Have you have you got anything that you give out to folk who are, maybe are searching, or any little booklets and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I bought I bought hundreds of copies this year of Why Jesus, actually. Okay. So Why so Jesus is produced by Alpha. It's a good yeah. little book. Um, yeah. Well, we've bought a good book company. A great so ten of those produce some great literature so there's just lots of stuff out there but again yeah it's just it's just so good to have something to give to people on the way out of the carol service to you know we've delivered hundreds of these magazines around the streets last week um yeah so any opportunity and you know what we've been doing I know this isn't Christmas but what we've been doing recently Gav is I think I told you before we've been going out on the streets yeah just giving out tracks to people in, um, in Port Talbot, and we've just had so many good conversations uh, with people and shared the gospel with just so many, so many people. And even even today, just before the podcast with you, I was speaking to a lady who was who came to the, the church, um, who rang me up just a few weeks ago to say, you don't know who I am, but you gave me a leaflet on the streets last Friday. All right. And I had a tragedy in my life earlier on this year. Right. And I just feel I need to speak to you. I don't know why. I just feel I need to speak to you. And so I've been meeting up with this lady who's had this horrific tragedy um, and not found anybody to talk to. But but just by being out in the streets, God has just put us together. And I'm, I'm getting this opportunity to share the gospel with her every week. She's not saved yet. Yeah. But she knows that talking to me about the grief, there's there's a degree of hope there. Yeah. And that's what she's looking for. She's so bereft with yeah. with losing her daughter um, that she's just looking for hope somewhere. Yeah. So it's just another strain of, right, we're out on the streets every week. Uh, and it scares the living daylights out of me. It's not, it's not me at all. I just, I hate yeah. it before I go out and I love it when I've finished because as, as a church pastor, I rarely get opportunity to talk to people on a one-to-one about what Jesus has done uh, because I'm just not, uh, you know, I'm not in that kind of world too much anymore, but putting yourself out in the streets, uh, that's just, yeah, it's just great. So it really is the motive. People need to be saved. And so you look for any opportunity, um, prayer backed to tell people the gospel
0: I love that and when when are you doing that is that sometime on a saturday or in the midweek Oh, we
1: we go out um uh, it's uh, we go out at one o'clock on a friday there Mm -hmm. nothing significant about that it just works works for us really and yeah but i've got these young people youngish 20s who come with me as well and they're just brilliant they'll just go up to people on a park bench and sit down next to them and just start talking to them And uh, we got this one Nigerian guy who has only been saved a couple of years, but I was in a conversation with him and hearing him share the gospel and talking about hell Mm -hmm. and the seriousness of hell with Mm -hmm. this person. Uh, It was, yeah, it was really quite staggering to hear someone who was not just talking about hell Mm -hmm. on the streets to somebody, uh, but really believed it and was passionate about wanting someone to know the truth mm. and yeah uh, so for the first time in a long time i thought here's a guy who really does believe the full gospel yeah. and actually believes there's a hell but is delivering it with real passion and desire for somebody to be saved
0: mate i i love it i, I said at the start of this podcast you there's gifting in you mate to reach out and and uh yeah no, i know you find it no, hard but yeah,
1: No, I, No, I honestly don't think, you know, it's, no, it's not that at all because I, 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 I feel so uncomfortable okay. going out to complete stranger. That's not me, you know, yeah. and I'm not a natural talker. I haven't really got the gift of the gab, I don't think. And yeah. I, I'm not great with slogans and phrases and stuff. And, and so I, I honestly don't think I'm an evangelist. It's, it's, it's honestly, I remember when I first got saved, Gavin, and just realizing just how big it is that man, I was heading for hell, and I've been saved from that. And God has come into my life and changed everything. Mm. And so there can't be anything yeah. more yeah. significant than that. In, in our lives, nothing should take over that. So, mm. so that's not not to do a gifting. That's just grasping just the importance of it. It really yeah. and and maybe just thinking about ways to reach people where they are today in this generation yes. not in a kind of a churchified way but but trying to think on the same level that people are at today so that we get that opportunity to present them with the gospel that's that I think that's mainly what it's about
0: good mate i appreciate that so what have you got planned for next year then how are you going to you know what are you, what are your plans to take this gospel out there and reach a lost generation what are you you you've you've probably you've got loads of ideas i'm sure continue what you're doing on the street
1: uh, yeah continue. can't i
0: got no ideas <laughs> just don't believe that
1: i know i know <laughs> it's true uh, yeah some, sometimes i'm organized and i've got like, i've got events planned coming up when i book different speakers and stuff and i've got ideas and and i I generally don't have anything at <laughs> this moment in time. I don't think I've had a chance really to think it through. So, yeah, so no groundbreaking breaking ideas. And so if that can be helpful to anybody on the podcast, if, if you're as disorganized as I am and you haven't planned ahead and you're not a brilliant strategist and you haven't planned the diary for next year, then... Not, you're not necessarily in good company but you're in company with other people who haven't done it either so, so no no great plans as yet but hopefully we'll start thinking through things soon
0: yeah and god leads us doesn't he there's there's the grace is uh tremendous in leadership isn't it? it just you know it's big signposts that go go this way and take the gospel here and i'll empower you to do it and give you opportunity to do it and um yeah, we we've, we're looking forward to a kind of team retreat, hopefully in January, to to gather and start to think about those things. And and you're right, taking some time out to like, you know, just energize yourself and just in love with the gospel and all that Christ has done for you. And then how do we build this into the church? How can we um, serve our church in taking this message out? And and if that stat is true that 82 percent of people would go because a friend has invited them to church. I want to take that seriously. I want to invite my friends and um, and you know get people along to church to hear the good news of Jesus. So
1: that's the uh, yeah, that's the key. Honestly, I, I realized that years ago when and and at different times in church life, we we've been I guess in a good place and in a bad place. And when we've been in a bad place, it's when we've not been focused on the gospel mm-hmm. and people haven't been passionate about the gospel. They haven't been inviting friends in and we, that's led to us not being so unified and that's led to us not being so excited about what God is doing. And so definitely the most important thing is just having a church that knows the gospel, loves the gospel, loves the Lord, and that just grips them, you know? So I think if, if we're trying to do things and reach people with a congregation that, just isn't in love with jesus and and isn't passionate about the gospel we'll be we'll be fighting a losing battle we really will and whatever we do and whatever we put on it probably won't work uh, but when we've got a, a congregation that loves the gospel and gets hold of the fact that i i want my friends to be saved because they need to be saved i want my relatives to be saved because they need to be saved and i i think that really is i think that's what it's all about it really is Yeah. And all the other stuff then, is it's important, you know. So that then moves to, right, what do I need to do sometimes creatively in order to reach people where they're at? Yeah. But it starts with the right foundation of the gospel for sure. Yeah,
0: mate, fantastic. We will finish on that because it is so, so important. And thank you, mate. Thank you so much for your time and um Pleasure, listening to you. Um, I love your passion for the gospel and um yeah just you know love to see love to, you know seeing all that god's been doing in you guys you know this is your 20th year anniversary mate isn't it of the church and it's just an amazing grace and so neil thanks for your time thanks for being on the church office and thanks for supporting it mate and uh promoting it and you know getting involved in it i really appreciate that
1: my pleasure mate thank you so much
0: all right great well if you've got any questions any any follow-ups that you'd like to uh, send in uh, to get in touch with neil or myself we, we would love to connect with you if we can encourage you in any way in the gospel and thinking about how can you reach out with the gospel to your community to bless your church and um, then please get in contact at info at the uh, check out the website there's new resources there's new videos new new documents that hopefully will save you time and effort. Um, All of these are available for free on the website, and uh, we want to serve churches and get behind them um, to to tell people about the good news of Jesus. And if we can make things run more smoothly in the background, um, then we would love to do that uh, with a heart that's for the gospel. So thank you for listening in, and thank you for enjoying the video, and we'll see you again sometime too. Bye-bye.